Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. This will be probably the last roundtable before the end of the year. Most likely. Maybe possibly. So uh, just in case, hope you had. No, have. We'll put this out the 24th. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's do that. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, if you haven't heard from us. Happy Holidays. All the stuff. Happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All that. Uh, there are probably everybody. other ones we don't happy know about. Er- happy everybody. Happy all the things. Uh, I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm with Eric Calvino. What is happening, y'all? And Ivan Ocampo. Hey, guys. This time, we are going to be smoking Drew Estate stuff, although it will be a special situation here. Special, special. Little, little sort of white elephant thing we'll be doing. Uh, also, we're going to be talking about some sports things, trips to Nicaragua, new photo shoot. Uh, and our upcoming release of the Cigar Snob list of the top 25 cigars of 2019. Give me a horn. Give me a horn. Where's the horn at? Where's the horn at? Lost. Ooh. (laughs) All that and more after this word from episode sponsor, Drew Estate. Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense plantation-grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture, the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate, blended by Willy Herrera, and presented in five Vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. All right, we are back with this episode's featured cigars, plural, uh, not because they're an episode sponsor, just because this is what uh, we decided to pull out of the humidor. Just came up with, yeah. This time around, we are going to be smoking Drew Estate Year of the Pig cigar. So the Year of the Pig, uh, I believe, is basically this. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's an event exclusive box. Yeah, we got these at uh, at the trade show at IPCPR. Right. Um, so this Year of the Pig box features uh, what? Five cigars uh, in Flying Pig, right? Six Flying Pigs. Six Flying Pig format cigars, and then one, what does that it looks format like, look I, like? Well, they're all covered up, so it's hard to tell, but it looks like a, like a large Flying Pig. I don't know. Yeah. So, Again, you uh, can't really see them. Right. So each of they're these cigars, each of, the, each of the cigars in this sampler, basically, are wrapped in red tissue, which then has a, you know, Year of the Pig uh, band over the tissue. So we don't know... What cigars are in here? I'm sure we can all sort of guess what's in there. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to do a little, uh, this is good radio, on microphone rock, paper, scissors. Is that the method we, we settled yeah. on? Yes. Uh, to figure out who's picking first, second, and third. And then after that, I don't know what the typical rules are for a, a white elephant. I get to take yours, you take mine in exchange. But we'll unwrap them, I guess. Well, right? So, yeah. So the idea would be whoever goes first after the rock, paper, scissor-a-thon, uh, whoever goes first. Picks the cigar that they want. Mm-hmm. Again, they cannot tell what cigar because they're all wrapped in right. red uh, red tissue paper. So you can't tell what type of Drew Estate cigar is in there in Drew, in uh, Flying Pig format. You'll pick it. Then the next guy goes. And then if that guy wants your cigar before he picks. Does the next guy pick? Yeah. No, no. The next guy can either, either take steal your cigar or pull, pull a the, new one. Pull from the deck. Pull from the deck, exactly. And so we'll just Got keep it. doing that. And so we'll we'll white elephant this thing. Cool. And then we'll light them up. All right. Hold so, on. So the la- it gets to the last guy. Last guy has the choice to steal either of the two guys. Either of the two. Yeah. So whoever loses this rock, paper, scissor a thumb right. goes first. First. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So so we just go? Well, so I think you go one-on-one and then you... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Round robin. Yeah, rock, round robin. Paper, you ready? Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, then on shoot. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Wait, what was Hold that? On. No, no, oh, my God. No, I see rock, cheating paper, scissors, going on. Shoot on the. <laughs> okay. Cheating already. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Again. Rock, paper, scissors, scissors. Ooh. I got you. All right. I, I, I went around one. So, so Nikki, you go first. I had rock, Eric had paper for the people who can't see. So now it's the two of us, or I'm going first. Or No, okay. No, that's it. You lost. Okay. Okay. Right. You're out. But You're first. You oh, I'm first. first. Yeah. Okay, got well, it. this is a I shit didn't know, show. I didn't know if we had to. I didn't know if it was who lost in our three-way tournament or what. Uh, no, I, whoever. If I win now, I yeah. will go last. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Ready. Rock, paper, scissors. So much practice at this. I won. 
I do it all the time. I'm a champ. All right. I'm kidding. So I go last. So you go last. I go second to last. Nikki, you go first. All right. I'm gonna go with number three from all left right. to right. So I'm opening this baby up. Hold on, you open it? Yeah, whoa, whoa, hang on. Why? 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 Because I don't, I don't want. I want. You're, you're a no. You don't need to cheater. look in there. There's no reason to. If look you in the look box. close enough, you could probably figure out which one is which. I think it'd be tough, though. I don't know. Uh, okay, so I'm Go opening ahead, it. Crack up. that sucker open. All right, so we are opening the first year of the pig. Taking this band I need to off. Decide if I want to steal or or. Pull. We have Undercrown Sun Grown. All right, Ooh. I like the sungrown, but I do know that there are ligas, liga options somewhere options in there. Here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play the the deck. I think you're gonna be smoking a sungrown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I am not cheating. I'm just looking over here. Yeah, you picked what? Uh, yeah, I, I just grabbed the uh, number number four. I grabbed no. number four. Yeah, this is awesome radio. Here we go. He is unwrapping. Oh, I did get a Liga T52. T52. Nice. Man, I have a feeling Ivan's going to be taking that from you. Mm. Although you didn't want something very strong, so you might be looking for that shade. Maybe. No, oh. I'll take it. Oof. Just so we can have a, a, a steal. A There's got to be a yeah. theft in there somewhere. That's not cool, though, because that was... Ah. Ah. I was that's, well, that's really what I was do. hoping for. I was hoping for that <laughs> exact one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well documented that that's my favorite of the leagues. All right. All right. Merry Christmas. Thanks. All right. I oh, went with number man. one. Number one feels dangerous to me somehow. You know what? I shouldn't have picked number one. Mm. Why? Because number one's going to be Shade. I just thought of it. Could also be KFC. Why? I don't know. Because it's the lightest. And it is. It is there shade. we go. Well, all right. So we played the game. Can I switch and smoke something else? I want something stronger than this. That's what you want to see if anybody out there wants a shade. I and by the way, I do love shade, but yeah. not right now. Yeah, because I've uh, I've got plenty of food in me. I want something stronger. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go for it. I'll smoke this. All right. So with that, we are going to light these up while we. Uh, do we want to just open the other ones up just to see what what, what sure. else what was missed out on? We'll we'll unveil. That's a, that's a good call. That way, so, if you know if you know somebody who has one of these boxes, now you know what's in there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the box on the front says this is box three hundred and thirteen of a thousand. Yeah. So uh, there may not be that many of these out. Not there. many out in the wild. All right. So the last cigar in the pack. Yeah, the, the adhesive on these bands, the outer bands. It's really in there. So the last one is Kentucky Fire Cured. So the last one on the far right is a Kentucky Fire Cured uh, Flying Pig. I mean, you want to undo one of these? Sure. Yeah, just save some time. So the second to last is the T-52, which I had originally picked. The third to last is Liga Pravada. Uh, number nine, and then uh, number two would be the sun grown, which is what Nick is smoking. Number one being the shade, and then uh, and the big boy is a feral pig. So, so that's what you got. You got feral pig, uh, sun uh, undercrown sun grown. Uh, sorry, undercrown shade, undercrown sun grown, undercrown Maduro. Liga number nine, Liga T fifty two, and Kentucky Fire Cured. So, if you happen to come across one of these boxes, pretty cool item to have in your collection. Pretty cool way to sort of like run through a lot of the highlights of Drew Estate's portfolio. Uh, and because we're only lighting this now, I figure we'll revisit this and talk about the cigars in a little bit. Okay. Uh, since we, we just did a, a longer what are we smoking segment <laughs> than we might normally, and we haven't gotten into it. Normally, we start smoking these before we even start uh, recording. So, uh, so again, I'm Smokey Undercrown. Ivan is lighting his T52 over there right now. And I've, uh, sorry, Eric has, uh, what was it again? Shade. The Shade. The Undercrown, Undercrown Shade. shade. Uh, all right. As we mentioned, Christmas is is nigh. Uh, what uh, What are you people doing? Uh, well, it's the same. Every year we do the same thing. We go to my dad's house uh, for Noche Buena. He roasts a pig, the whole thing. Um, and then we also visit uh, my wife's family. 
That, that's really well. And it, it's pigs being roasted everywhere. Whole hogs on cajachinas all over Miami. Are you more excited about the food than you are about the gifts? I'm always more excited about the food and the, the drinks and the smoking cigars. And I'll bring a nice... My dad likes one. So I'll bring him a nice bottle. And then he'll buy a nice bottle. So we'll we'll have some pretty decent wine. Uh, Noche Buena. So, so that part I enjoy. The gifts, you know, once you... Once you've got kids, your excitement is to watch them open their gifts, not for your gifts. I'm looking forward to some new underwear. Oh yeah, yeah, oh baby, you and socks. You put that, you put that on your uh, on your Amazon. That's what I always get. Do you, do you guys do that? Do you guys do the Amazon <laughs> I like that wish people, list? People couldn't see this, but as he said, that's what I always get. He's adjusting his junk, so it seems like he needs <laughs> he needs a replenishment. Uh, it, was it specific underwear? Did you have your eye on like some really nice? This is my gift. Treat myself to uh, to this request. No, no. I usually get some cheap. Uh, you stuff. just need new stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah. Just want to freshen it up. Freshen it up. Freshen up the collection. Uh, do you guys do that? Like some people among couples will do Amazon wish lists, or even within families. Yeah. We don't. We don't do that. But I mean, it seems like an efficient way to do it. I yeah. Did it. You did. But not. But you it didn't w- put underwear in there. It wasn't planned. No, no, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, okay, I'll do this for you. You do it for me. It's just whatever the wish list that my wife had already set up. I just went on there and started buying stuff, so I wouldn't have to go shopping. Yeah, it's the thing. I think so many people keep wish lists online throughout yeah. the year. Yeah. Uh, and like, especially women using Pinterest and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's always a million places that you can go for reference for that kind of shit. Yeah, I always put stuff in my like cart. Yeah. That I'm not going to buy and just leave it there for a while. Really? Yeah. It's a save for later on the cart. Is what in your cart? Oh, okay. Yeah. But you don't have like a, a wish list. No, no. It's a, it's save for later yeah. in your shopping cart. I've considered that, but I ended up doing the wish list because I always thought, what if I accidentally, like without thinking about it, I check out and I buy all these things? Uh, no, you can't. Just a little, I know, I know. I'm just a little paranoid about like right. fucking that process up. <laughs> um. So Ivan, what are you doing? Hmm. I think my father-in-law is a little sick, so we're going to go hang out with him. Um, but otherwise, just open gifts, and then I'm taking off on a road trip uh, after Christmas. Looking forward to that. So the two of you who have kids, yep, you mentioned that being... So is there like a... This is the highlight gift that we're looking forward to them opening? I figure they won't hear this until at least afterward, so... Yeah, uh, my kids are now uh, in that like early teen and preteen situation where what they're asking for is shoes, like sneakers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Barb picked up some shoes for them, and I throw in there a Playboy too. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need help with that. My God, they're from here. They are some. Jesus Christ! Merry Christmas, kids. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what about you, Evan? Uh yeah no I I have no idea my wife did it she's just yeah. getting a bunch of stuff it's been I don't know it's been it's been a busy real busy holiday season uh, at least for me I haven't like I don't even feel like it's Christmas at all yeah. I know it's it Christmas really season, like yet I don't snuck up on us yeah I'm I mean I got my uh, I got my wife a phone so I'm excited about seeing her open her new yeah. phone uh and like a little bracelet that that she's into a brand that she likes cool so i'm excited about seeing her open those things and and then the kids with their shoes it just at this age the kids it's it's not as you know the 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 fantasy of santa is gone right right so so it's a little different it's like you know what i really like these shoes and then you just buy them those shoes yeah and that's not that exciting right right, right. so i'm more i'm more i get more excited about the surprise things so my wife did go out and get some like just random things that she thought they would like. And so that'll be fun because they're still, man, even though they're they're like walking hormones and <laughs> they're, they're all like they're every time a woman walks by, it's like you see the head jerk around like, oh, my God. Or like when, uh, by the way, this is funny. When we do our castings, when Ivan and I go to the castings for the models for the magazine for the next photo shoot. We, we leave the agency with a bunch of the comp cards of each model, which is basically like a mini version of their portfolio in one card. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I'll have these in my car, and I'll just leave them there on the passenger seat. 
for no other reason. We just left the place and they're there on the passenger seat. And as soon as the guys get in the car and it's like, woo, you had a photo show, uh, casting today. And like they look through the pictures, <laughs> then they save them in the back pocket yeah. of the seat. For when they have to do their own casting. So that Yeah, so that when they're riding and they're bored in the car, uh, they can just like flip through the... The, oh. the comp cards and see the different girls that they like. Natalia, we meet again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so nice of you to stay here waiting all this time. <laughs> uh, so I do not have uh, children, but I did buy a gift that I already gave to its recipient that I was very proud of. And this is one that I would recommend. I think I have a feeling that this is right up the alley of... A lot of our audience, I think everybody knows somebody who would appreciate this. It was featured on Shark Tank. And then I came across it again uh, on Dave Barry's gift guide. So Dave Barry every year publishes a hilarious gift guide. Dave Barry of the Miami Herald. Correct. Um, although I think this gift who guide is like... you are a si- huge fan of. Huge, huge fan. He's been doing this since forever, for at least decades. Yep. Uh, it's called the Bev Buckle. It is a belt buckle. Comes in a number of designs. I got Carlos Carluba Rodriguez, a, uh, a star-spangled banner, uh, sort of like pewter finish uh, belt buckle. Uh, however, the front, so it's a big oval shape, like cowboy style belt buckle. The front flips down and up flips a little ring. So now you got a base and a ring for holding your beer <laughs> on your belt buckle. Wow. Pretty awesome. Uh, so don't, you, don't twerk. Don't twerk <laughs> while you're using the Bev buckle. A beer bottle or a beer can? Either one. Really? Yeah, yeah. They both fit in there. Does it matter how much, like, how much it weighs? Not if you got it on tight enough. Not okay. <laughs> got it. Uh, yeah, super. Like, so I have a picture of uh, of Carlos. Is this uh, your? Did we just jump your recommendation or? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Uh, but but I I will say that I'm recommending it. It's called the Bev buckle. You can find it pretty easily. On Amazon.com, so uh, yeah, get on there if you need a if you need a last minute thing, especially for somebody that you can give them the gift. Oh, it's straight after BevBuckle.com. Yeah, so this is uh, this is Carlos with his Bev Buckle. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. So he's not actually wearing a pants that you can <laughs> no. put a bu- that you can put a buckle on, but he just tied a belt around his waist, and it you know it was still working. So if you have the, the security uh, of of listen, the actual the, belt the loops, images of dudes wearing their Bev buckles. On the website are just are worth seeing just on their own. Yeah. So Bev Buckle. It's the goofiest looking thing. It's However, very practical. Super practical. And I think it's a thing. I, I made sure to get it to him before because it's a very, it seems like a very handy Christmas Eve thing, especially if, if you're, you're like. If you're cooking, uh, if you're roasting pigs, if you're, like for me, I'll be making breakfast. I, don't, I won't be having a beer at that time. Yeah. But I could use it to hold a coffee. Yeah. For sure. And you can even use it for like water or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be an alcoholic beverage. Oh, you put a water, on, stick a water bottle come in on, there. Nicholas, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever you need. Water thing. What do you, What do you think about a stogie buckle? How would this look? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to explain the visual we're getting yeah, from Ivan, no. right? <laughs> Especially with the flying pig. Solid product idea. There. It's all about the girth with the flying pig. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was so. there, it was there first. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's how Christmas is going. Uh, get yourself a Bev buckle, roast a pig, uh, and watch your kids open their stuff. Uh, Ivan, tell us about the photo shoot that uh, you guys did recently that I wasn't there for, but that uh, will be published soon. So, uh, I think we're going to be starting off the year with a bang for sure with this photo shoot. I think. Uh, we had a beautiful girl, uh, beautiful location, and uh, we had a great sponsor for our shoot. We had AJ Fernandez and uh, Bayesa Desmaduro in all the shots, which, by the way, is an excellent cigar. Another one of these shoots that we had a great product to smoke while we were at the shoot. Yeah, I mean, there was, we were, no, you know, normally, some, not normally, sometimes when the cigar, you, you, you kind of get tired of lighting it over and over throughout the day. Uh, and this cigar was like you had one in your hand the whole day. I had one in my hand. Yami had one in her. Like the whole the whole crew's walking around with a lit cigar, uh, because it's just just awesome smoke. I love it. Especially that Lancero. 
The la- yeah, we got uh, they they sent in the Lancero, the Robuto, and the and the Toro, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm enamored with that Lancero. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it may be even in the ratings of this upcoming issue. I love that smoke. So thanks to uh, thanks to the guys at AJ, obviously Abdel, Omar, Frankie, Adriana, the whole crew there, uh, really good peeps, and uh, I think they're gonna love the the shoot. Yep. Just good stuff. The 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 model was just it was just beautiful. Like yeah, you, she's gorgeous. You couldn't like you see her, you're like Jesus God. Like how do they make them that pretty? Can I tell you my favorite my favorite part of that shoot? We did a we did a weird shot where uh, she was looking through a uh, a magnifying glass, a magnifying yeah. glass, and she goes out of nowhere in her I don't know Eastern, Eastern European. European accent. She goes, "I like freaky shit." <laughs> That was the best. I thought it was great. She was cool as shit. I like freaky shit. That's a good title for a photo shoot. I don't know if it'll fit with the visuals here, but let's keep that in our back pocket for some other time. Um, So you want to do an update on the cigar? Yeah, sure. I guess you're farther far along. I'm not super far along, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm doing well. It's it's you know a lot of what you know and love from uh undercrown uh sungrown it's uh it's got good balance there's uh you know heavy wood some pepper um little spice um and i guess i'm not normally somebody who's big on big ring gauges but i do like that for a profile like this where you know there's uh there's some strange to it uh, it the fact that it's a bigger ring gauge, it's it's burning cooler, and it's strange, also strange means strength. Straight, yeah, it's got some strength to it. Um, it's part of our vocabulary right. over here. Uh, it's a short format, so you're starting with the flame closer to you. Uh, so the fact that it's thicker, I think, helps that mm-hmm. it burns a little cooler than it would otherwise. I'm uh, in the same boat. This is that's exactly what I'm going through here. It's perfect. So you got the T52 over there. A little bit stronger though. I feel it like, like in my saliva that it's got some strange to it for sure. <laughs> Has that just become the way? I mean, I hope people understand. And we don't have to explain it all. Sorry, the strength. Yeah. Uh, well, mine obviously is not very strong. Yeah. So it doesn't have strength. Right. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, so I'm smoking the shade. Really nice, though. Uh, tons of like vanilla and uh, like a light cedar, uh, touch of cinnamon. Uh, it's kind of a delicate profile. It's a very. Smooth, delicate flavor profile. Even maybe some like tea, some like tea notes in it. Uh, no, not matcha tea. But uh, but I think you know. I'm I'm thinking of uh, of Mike from JoJo, and I think this is a cigar that would have worked perfectly for him. Yeah. Uh, in in terms of tea, uh, really an enjoyable smoke. I I obviously was looking for something stronger, but now that I'm into it, you know, it's kind of like. Yeah, it's just still a beautiful little cigar. So I have a feeling. It. I have a feeling that he has, uh, since we spoke, started to dive into the Drew Estate portfolio because I think through Frank, who we did the podcast with, he's run into a lot of people, and I think he met John Drew. So I'm sure that he's that spurred him into like taking the deep dive because he's one of those guys that like yeah. if he has any kind of hook into the story of a company or a cigar, he wants to dive all the way. So having met John, I'm sure. He's uh, and for those who are not following here, who Mike right. is, what what was the episode? You could- so unfortunately, we're no longer numbering the episodes. But if you um, if you search on our uh, on our website for Michael Ortiz O R T I Z, you'll find uh, the episode that we did with Mike Ortiz, Frank Baruti, and I'm sorry I forgot his name, but the guy who was here from Japan who Kuno? was. Um, I, I'm Kuni. sure if I take it, Cooney. Cooney was Kuni. it was short. Cooney was short for I forget what. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So we did a whole like elaborate, really cool tea Sorry, and Kunu, cigar pairing. Kunu is in in uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, the <laughs> surf coach. Is Kunu. Uh, so, so anyway, yeah. I'm sure he's he's gotten into that, but uh, but this is cool. I, I like that we ended up doing three different cigars, but still with some kind of a through line mm-hmm. there. Uh, that's not something we get to to pull off too often. Uh, so. Here's a segue. This is made in Nicaragua, where we were recently visiting, among others, the sponsor of this photo shoot we were just talking about. So, uh, Eric, I'll let you take the lead on explaining uh, first why we were there to begin with. What was the the main event? 
Well, so the the main reason that that you and I went uh, was to witness the relaunch, uh, or as they called it, reinauguración, so uh, inauguration ceremony of the overhauled Oliva cigar factory. So Oliva's main factory over the last two years has been going through a complete overhaul. And they, uh, I'm talking knocked down walls, moved rolling galleries, did while still making cigars. And uh, that was a feat in and of itself. But the final result, uh, you guys will see it in the story that Nick is writing uh, for next issue. The final result was breathtaking. I mean, I've been going to the Oliva factory since we started the magazine. As most of you know, Jose Oliva and I are, are very close friends. And uh, so I've been I've seen that factory kind of get cobbled together over the years and just different parts of it be uh, used for other things. And, you know, it was always just as they grew as a company, the factory just it, it kept growing, but not in the best way, because that's how it happens as your companies are growing. Right. Uh, and so now to see that, like almost full reset is uh, super impressive what they were able to accomplish. One of the things I loved Nick, I don't want to steal the thunder here, but the the smart pilones, I thought, oh, was yeah. one of my biggest takeaways. What they did is they put temperature and humidity sensors inside the pilones, which are the, the piles of tobacco uh, during aging, during fermentation and aging. And, uh, and so that they could keep track of, of the humidity so that they know when to turn the pilon. And that was impressive. They can, they can track the humidity and temperature of those pilones from anywhere in the world, which is impressive because then you can just call in and say, hey, did you guys notice that pilon number 26 is, uh, is, needs to be turned? I thought that was, that was impressive. So you'll read more about that in, uh, in Nick's story in the upcoming issue. Uh, but while we were there, we also took advantage and visited uh, Fuentes' farm, El Buen Vecino. And yep. so we saw what Felix Mesa has been doing there. Uh, also, very impressive. It, it's not a, a tobacco field. Uh, it's it's not. It doesn't look like every other tobacco field. So that was pretty. Number one, the construction of all the buildings around it looked very Fuente-like, right? So that was very pretty. Uh, but then also the field. It's the fields themselves are are all very different. Uh, some are rocky. Some are reddish clay. Some are br- black. And uh, so that that was cool. We also saw, we, we hung out with uh, Nestor Andres Plasencia and his sales team at the Plasencia factory. So we hung out with him. I think there's an episode for the podcast coming up on that, right, Nick? Uh, yes. Is that coming out before the end of the year? I, th- I think it should. For sure before the end of the yeah. year. Yeah. I, I think we're only waiting so that we're not doing two episodes before Christmas. Okay. Uh, and then, who else? Victor Calvo we spent some time with. Spent some time with Victor Calvo. Tasted um, some of the blends that will be coming out soon. Yeah. That was exciting. That was cool. We gave them some, some feedback, I think, that uh, they found useful. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, we spent time with AJ, uh, AJ Fernandez. Right. Uh, and visited his farms. Now that he has sort of bought the farms that were kind of breaking up his properties. Right. And he's combined them all into one massive plantation. And I got to tell you, that I just... That blew me away. It's pretty impressive, right? The the level of his operation, he does everything with such a a level <clears> of of precision and excellence. It's impressive, man. He runs an extremely tight ship down there. It's uh, it'll blow you away. You can't help it, right? Yeah. Even if I've been seeing, I've seen AJ uh, before he had any fields when he had a combination of like ten different tiny factories, which we call chinchalitos. To the, then he combined them all into one massive factory. And then now to have all these fields, man, it's impressive. Yeah. Really impressive. And he and it's part of what I think is fun about touring those factories with him. Or sorry, the farms. But the factories too when we've done that. Sitting and talking to AJ, he's not a super animated guy. Nope. But when his head is in that, like he's, he's by AJ standards, almost like giddy. About like yeah. kind of, you know, not even humble bragging about some of the stuff. My favorite line, and I'll, this has to be in Spanish, but like we're you know riding by one of the um, one of those fields where he had planted broadleaf. So the plants at that point were like maybe a foot high. Yeah, not uh, even. And uh, and he turns to you and he goes, "Eso broadleaf en este papi." <laughs> <laughs> that was good. 
So, uh, so yeah, it's cool to see AJ like in his element because if you've seen him out and about, like you know, it takes him a while to get warmed up to like a crowd because he's, know, uh, he's uh, yeah, he's reserved. Yeah, he doesn't like he doesn't show show you a lot when you're yeah. with him unless you're unless you're a longtime friend, right? Uh, and even still, it takes him a while. Yeah, but uh, but the other thing that impresses is how much attention to detail. So you're driving through, I'm talking acres and acres and acres of of tobacco. And there'll be one guy doing something on lot XYZ, and he'll see that guy from a distance, call him over, and tell him, hey, that plow has to go deeper. And the guy's like, what do you mean? You, you know, so-and-so told me that it had to go like this. No, 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 no. If you go like that, then this is going to happen, and that's going to happen. That has to go deeper. Make sure it goes deeper. And then you keep going down the field, blah, blah, blah. And then there's some other guy who left the, the, the water running, X amount of time because they somebody told him to run it X amount of time. He's like, hey, 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 that's it. That's enough water. How long have you been running that? No, it's been running for 10 minutes. He's like, no, 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 no. That can't go past five minutes. Turn that off now. He's like, no, but so-and-so told me to run it 10 minutes. He's like, no, no, no. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the level of precision and all that stuff. And then you walk through the factory with him and he's doing the same thing. Right. And so that part, I, I, you can't help but be impressed, right? Yeah. That guy is just so it's got it all so tight down there it also makes factory uh tour photography easy on people like us because he really is always doing that inspection pose for real <laughs> it really is it's he, not, yeah he's never pretending to look through shit and like be like no he really is the guy who's always got his hands in the thing and shoving his nose into a hand of tobacco yeah. and you're yeah. saying all those other ones aren't real uh, every uh, once in a while that's, uh, that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying <laughs> Uh, but I, I do love it when I see a new fact, a new company that you've never heard of. Guy just got into the business, and then he's doing all of that, the inspecting and stretching the wrapper. And you're like, buddy, come on! You you just you just you just started this game. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Don't pose with that. Uh, so this is the part where we awkwardly segue. To, actually, this is AJ related. A word from episode sponsor, Viva La Vida. Brothers Billy and Gus Fakie, former owners of the Cigar in retail shops in New York City, have put their years of experience serving a broad range of cigar smokers into their new cigar company, Artesano del Tobacco. Their first release, Viva la Vida, is a Nicaraguan puro produced at the A.J. Fernandez factory. Viva la Vida is available in five Vitolas, a 6.5 by 54 Torpedo, a 6 by 54 Toro, a 6 by 60 Gran Toro, a 5x54 Robusto, and a limited edition Diademas Finas, which is a beautifully made Perfecto. That's 652 Prices range from $10.50 for the Robusto up to $14.50 for the limited edition Diademas Finas. The cigars are not only made at AJ Fernandez, but also distributed by AJ Fernandez. So Viva La Vida cigars are only available in brick-and-mortar cigar Viva shops. La Vida. Oh, baby. Ask your local retailer for Viva La Vida or look them up at artesanodeltobacco.net. That's A-R-T-E-S-A-N-O-D-E-L, and then tobacco in English, T-O-B-A-C-C-O. You can also connect with them via their Facebook and Instagram profiles at Artesano del Tobacco. Uh, all right, so we have other stuff that we could talk about with Esteli, but uh, since we're a little more than half an hour in, do we want to just leave that for another time? Because we'll, well have not only that, but you're going to write a full story on it. Right, right. So, so we'll have other discussions. But uh, uh, there's other things to say, and I'm sure we'll revisit some of this uh, down the road. Uh, let's talk about mealworms eating plastic. So, uh, Eric, this was your submission. You can let us know some of the cliff notes here. Well, I just I found it interesting <clears throat> that. Stanford is is studying this. Number one, at first glance, so to set it up. Yeah, please. Okay, okay. I'm so, totally lost. So they're using there is a species of mealworm that eats plastic and is able to digest it, right? I don't know or what a me- I don't know what a mealworm is. Uh, un gusanito. <laughs> uh, un gusanito. <laughs> Probably would like to say. I don't know. A mealworm is a small... Okay, just a, a worm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I All think right. it's also the kinds of worms that you would, like, feed poultry, right? Like, chickens would eat these worms. Okay. So pretty, pretty typical looking worm that you would see in the ground. In the ground. Yeah, that's, why, right. I'm, that's why I went yeah. with uh, un gusanito. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
I didn't know if there was something special about this for him. And that's why it was called Mealworm. I, I will say I saw the video. So had I not seen the video, I wouldn't have been 100% confident that I knew what a mealworm was. Okay. I think I, I'm in that camp too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But you, you – so you didn't even see the story. No. All right. So uh, so these mealworms can eat plastic, which you look at it at first glance promising, right? You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like this can really help the planet. How, how strong are these worms' jaws that they can get through this plastic? They eat plastic and styrofoam. Holy. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it's they got time on their side. They got nothing else to do. Sure. So, so if you gnaw on that thing enough, you'll you'll get through it. I think that's the the premise. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, they they eat these and then they're able to digest and, and defecate biomatter, and then they're supposed to feed them to poultry and things like that. So at first glance, sounds really promising, but then when you think about it, you're like, so a chicken is going to eat this digested plastic. This funky worm that's eating plastic its the entire day, day and night. Uh, like what everything am, what else. Am I, what am I eating? Yeah, so then we're going to eat this chicken. And, and like everything else, there's always these unintended consequences down the line. And so, I don't know, my mind starts immediately going to, okay, I don't want chicken that's been eating <laughs> sure. that, that mealworm, that plastic-eating mealworm. Right. Give me some, I don't know, chicken that's eating corn. I don't know. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't give it the mealworm. But uh, anyway, I thought it was—I thought it was an interesting story. It pro- again, promising because when we see the amount, for example, when we're in Nicaragua, not to bring it back, I know we yeah, said yeah. we weren't going to keep talking about it, but when you're there, you see the problem like firsthand. The the plastic is everywhere. Like for example, you're at a bar and a kid walks up to you trying to sell you some snack. It's in a little plastic bag. I mean, there's, it's just plastic is everywhere. Yeah. And it's all one use. It's all one use plastic. Yeah. And so you and see the problem the street, on the side of the road, and, the and then farm. they burn them. And even farms, like it's it's not it's impossible to control this stuff. So you go to beaches anywhere, farms are no different from that, right? Like you got people working on them. Imagine you got hundreds, sometimes thousands of people coming through a farm in any given week. Some of those guys are going to be eating a candy bar, you know. And one of those guys, and after years and years of even if most of your you got some careless people. And what do you do with that? Like, how do you manage that stuff? Well, so. not only careless, but also one other thing we have to point out is that in Nicaragua and in many third world countries, they don't have like these public service announcements mm-hmm. and things like that where they educate kids in school or they say it on TV all the time. Hey, don't litter. You know, they don't have that system. So they're not they don't know that. Right. So they just you see it all the time. You're riding down the Pan American Highway and the car in front of you. Throws out a cup. I mean, it's normal. Throws out a wrapper. It's nonstop throwing stuff out. So in cigar, uh, in tobacco plantations nowadays, yeah, you see that they have trash bins. When they're working on a field, like let's say that they're planting tobacco, they'll be someone's job will be to bring out a trash bin, so that while they're working, there's a place to put the trash so that it doesn't accumulate. But again, all of that trash ends up on a right. on a trash pile somewhere. And it, it just continues adding to the problem. So the mealworm thing is exciting. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I feel like I don't want to eat those chickens that have been eating those mealworms. So at least in the video that I saw, there was a mention of that that's like sort of the next step, right? Is now it's all the research. They've confirmed that these mealworms will eat through styrofoam and other materials. Now it's what happens when we feed these to chickens? And can you eat that livestock? Uh, but it's, it's cool. I mean, even if you... Well, I think we're on the right track with that. I think that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Just like using algae fuels and things like that. I right, think all right. of that is exciting. So, yeah. Buy yourself some mealworms. Feed them your plastic. See what happens. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Just be careful. Don't, uh, don't then throw them into your garden and feed them to your chickens. Just yet. Fair enough. Uh, Miami Heat update. Yesterday. Uh, yesterday, meaning the 23rd, uh, the Heat beat the Utah Jazz. They are now third in the Eastern Conference, also one of the best records in the league. And uh, best home record, 13-1. and one. Yeah. Hold they on, are, like, hold unbeatable on. at home. Hey, now. Look at that. That was an emphatic horn right there. He didn't even watch the game, and, and he had know. an emphatic horn. I know. Yeah, so. He's an old-school heat lover. Right. And we'll get him to turn to this new new heat. OS for life. Ooh. <laughs> I'm for sure big throwing a little big-time Tommy in here. How you doing? Instagram, it's Big Time Tommy. And here's my thought of the day. A person 
can fall many times. But you're not considered a failure until you start blaming somebody else. Take responsibility for all your actions. And don't blame one another. That's the old school way. OS for life. Take it ace. So, so yeah, uh, exciting games. How are you guys feeling about, like, are you, is it, is it, are we, can we officially say, like, it's a good time to be a Heat fan again? I, no question about it. Even if, uh, even if all they did was just make it to the playoffs and not get a deep run into it, the games are just so much fun to watch. Even just last night, the, the, the Derek Jones Jr. dunk on Rudy Gobert was awesome. Uh, seeing Tyler Hero, 19-year-old rookie Tyler Hero, take over the fourth quarter. Uh, we're talking about on the floor, you had Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic, two All-Stars, or at least one-time All-Stars, and they're running the offense through Tyler Hero because he's got the hot hand. That's crazy. <laughs> and and he, I think he didn't miss – oh, he actually missed one shot at the end there. How many did he score? He didn't have a – all his points were like in the fourth. In the it was fourth. like, I don't know, something like 18 points or so. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's when they counted. So – Really impressive game, uh, and that—that's the fun thing about that team. They, it's a—it's a different. I mean, I know that's a little cliche, but it's a different guy every night. Yeah, you'll have Kendrick Nunn go off one night, and then Tyler here, and then Jimmy Butler, and it's just. And Adebayo is a reliable, at least a double double every night. And he's uh, the level of effort that he gives. Last night was a rough night for him because every time he ends up playing center against a guy like Rudy Gobert, who is the two-time. Uh, League Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Adebayo struggles, right? Adebayo is really only like all of 6'10". And Rudy Gobert is 7'1 with a massive wingspan. So it's a hard game for, for Adebayo offensively. But, man, the effort uh, that he gives you is just incredible. And the athleticism. He's just – yeah, that was a fun game. Good stuff. Um, so any other sports things that we want to get into now that we're sort I of do. on that oh, wavelength? Wait, I'd like to get into something. I won my fantasy league. Hey, oh now, what does that mean for you? Probably nothing, but the commissioner of my league runs like a Ponzi scheme, so I'll never see that money. <laughs> <laughs> but I did win. We want to call him out here? Uh, Albert Morales, you know who you are. <laughs> Pay me my money. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you supposed to get if he actually comes through? It's like 400 bucks. Nice. That's yeah. a pretty That's solid. Nice. He's not going to see it. I know Albert. It. He's not going to see oh, any of man. it. Wow. Yeah, he's like, oh, you don't have to pay your entry fee for the next five years. And oh, IOUs. He's yeah. playing with IOUs here. Yeah. Wow. That's serious. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. On him. <laughs> he's buying Christmas gifts with all the for money. For sure. For sure. He's like the Bernie Madoff of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of fantasy football. So who who were the who really came through with through for you on your on your team? Oh man. It was uh, it was an interesting year. I had uh, a lot of guys that performed poorly at the beginning, but then came on strong at the end. And then I had a couple like waiver wire guys that just blew up at the end. Uh, AJ Brown from like Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. Oh my God! What and a year had he Patrick had! Last week. What a year he had! Brashard uh, uh, Perryman, I picked him up. I just right off the wire started him in the Super Bowl. He gave me a huge game. Yeah, it was a it was a good year. Good stuff. Yeah. Are you still are you playing any fantasy or no? No, I just I I can't possibly yeah. do it. I don't have the time anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't because you can you have the time to draft and to follow it, but you don't have the time to like stay up up to date and watch the waiver wire and see who's available. I just don't have that time anymore. I got tons but, of time. But your kids are coming up on the age where they might start to get, like their friends might start little leagues They or did it one year, but I'm telling you, with kids today, I worry about the the health of baseball, football. Yeah. Basketball, I think, works because it keeps their attention, and it's exciting, and it's fun. You know, like they, they see it, but kids are not, at least this generation of my kids, or maybe the kids that they're hanging out with, but we're talking... They're not that into it, like, from a fantasy level. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'll take them to – we're season ticket holders for the Canes, so we go see every Canes game, and they love that. They love going to see the game live. Again, I think because it, it's engaging and they're, they're, they're there. But on TV, they watch it, but it's not like they're glued to it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. Uh, but I did want to say one other thing about the, the Heat game last night. You see the guy that got waved by the Jazz, Jeff Green? I saw the story that you sent, yeah. So he got waived right after the game, 
this game is on the 23rd of December. He gets waved right after the game. Do they just does he get to ride back on the team plane or does he stay does he, in Miami? Does he even want to? Yeah, does he want to? Does he just stay in Miami and say screw it and he has his family flying here because he's not going to be in Utah anymore, so may as well get the hell out. Yeah. Was he getting the minutes or was it some like off the court related uh, thing? Or? He he's a guy who has underachieved his entire career. He's bounced from team to team to team. Uh-huh. Uh even now like as they waved him all sorts of people, oh my god, the Lakers need Jeff Green. You're like he's he's shooting like 35% I think from the field. Why do you want that guy? Yeah. But uh but anyway, it was just I, it the first thing that popped into my mind. I'm watching the post game for the Heat and on the bottom ticker they say Jeff Green's been released. And immediately I thought well, they were probably on their way to the airport when that Yeah. when that That's announcement crazy. was made. Man. He's like, ah, I'll just stay here. Yeah. Never mind. Well, Merry Christmas, Jeff. Merry Christmas. Uh, it was a big Merry Christmas. Right? <laughs> For like, real, Jesus. Uh, so, we will, before we go on to our final uh, sponsor spot and our parting recommendations, we will let you know, and this is a little bit of a recommendation, our top 25 list release schedule. So, if you've followed the magazine online in past years, you know that... The way we do this is in uh, January, we'll have three days where we release the top 25 list in two chunks. And then on the third day, we'll do our top five, uh, one cigar each hour on the hour. Uh, so that's going to be January 6, 7, and 8. So on the 6th, we'll do cigars uh, 25 through 16, then 15 through 6 on the 7th, and then on the 8th, uh, it's usually the first one at noon, then uh, one, two, three, and four o'clock. Yep. With at four o'clock, finally, that's when we do our number one cigar of the year, uh, which uh, is always kind of fun because you know we get to kind of hear about uh, those. Yeah, who agrees, who disagrees, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's always fun. Right, and, and then there's like people, especially in the industry, kind of like you know. Hanging on and waiting for that little, you know, oh, yeah, they're countdown. Oh, yeah, they're sitting there with the refresh button. So that's a, that's a cool a cool thing. So anyway, uh, whether you're a social media person or a web person or a whatever, uh, keep an eye out for uh, January 6th, 7th, and 8th, our top 25 list. And, and then we'll do a, a rundown on the podcast. Of course, Where we yeah. talk a little bit more in depth about each one. For sure, for sure. Uh, so with that... Here is our final word from episode sponsor, Drew Estate, followed by our parting recommendations. Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense, plantation-grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing All right, this the floral, is the last earth segment where we give you our recommendations of things we think you texture, should eat, smoke, drink, the watch, do. Brazilian Maduro Eric, is manufactured at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate, blended by William Herrera, uh, and so presented we've been, in five we've been testing out It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. And this company, J-Lab Audio, sent us some earbuds. I'm not a big fan. Like I, When I see people with the, with the Apple One I don't know. It automatically makes me think of of like a sci fi movie. It makes me think of something about Mary when he's got the uh, the thing hanging off his ear when he walks out of the, <laughs> the uh... thing. <laughs> the thing hanging off his ear. I don't know if I could say it, but zeziz. <laughs> zeziz. That's what it makes you think of. Of that it scene, like, yeah, 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 when yeah, he yeah. walks out. Yeah, it's pretty funny. No, I I think of like Ray Bradbury. Uh, you know, some dystopian future world with people walking yeah. around with these stupid things in their ears. However, they sent us these things, and we need to test them, see how well they work. Holy shit, they work well. Yeah. The J, it's the uh, J Buds Air Executive True Wireless Earbuds. They're sixty nine bucks. They're like sweat resistant. They're they connect immediately as soon as you open the case and pop them on. They they connect without you having to do anything else. And then you can answer phone calls, obviously, like all the others. Mm -hmm. But then you can also, uh, like the music that you're listening to, you can cycle through EQ settings that match your the music that you're listening to better. I thought that was pretty neat. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought they were pretty good, and I tested them on phone calls, and people couldn't tell if I was on a on a wireless or on on the handset itself. Yeah. So pretty good. I still don't. I'm not the guy that walks around with those things in my ear. Yeah, but oh, and they also are noise canceling, which Ooh, is pretty good. Nice. Uh, 
But I can see myself using them like on a flight yeah. instead of using the big uh, over ear. Good stuff. And and the uh, the case itself is also the charger. So kind, you, kind of like the AirPods. Kind of like the AirPods, but it's a little bit bigger, and I think it it uh, it holds a longer charge. So thirty hours of Bluetooth playtime. Yeah, which I don't know what the retail is on the AirPods, but I know it's several times more. That's that's a pro- for me. That's like an easy. There's no way I'm doing the name brand. I'll go. I'll go third party all day on yeah. that kind of product. And then uh, you get an, an additional twenty four hours of playtime once you throw them back in the case and charge them. Nice. So I don't know. I, 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 pretty impressive. You'll see them on the in the <coughs> gift guide. What was the name of the brand again? J Lab Audio. They're available at, at Best Buy and all those places. And it's sixty nine bucks. Great. I mean, great gift. I, mean, I know it's too late for Christmas gifts, but this gift guide that we're talking about is for Valentine's. That's a that's a pretty nice gift for someone who who walks around with uh, you know always wants to listen to music and whatnot. So, and especially when you're exercising or whatever, I don't know. Pretty good. Pretty cool. Uh, Ivan, what you got? So I'm a big fan of Hillstones. Um, the restaurant in the Gables? The restaurant. Um, I think it's all yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's a chain, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's called Houston's, because it used to be called Houston's, um, but they've they've changed some of their locations to Hillstones. I don't know if that's across the board or in just a I'm few of them. It, I'm looking it up now. So I'm a big fan. Excellent food, uh, tight menu, and the drinks are spectacular. However, I don't know if you knew this, but they have a great wine policy where you can bring in your own yep. bottles yep. and they charge you a $15 cork fee. Yep. So when you go in on a kind of a nice group, like I went last night, we brought our own bottles and it was awesome. The only the only caveat is that you can't bring something that they have on the menu. That they sell, yeah. Right. So I was considering bringing some $10 wines. Uh, <laughs> but that would look bad. That would look but bad. But no. We, we, we brought I'm glad some, you thought that. We, we, we brought <laughs> some some nice bottles and it was it was nice. Sweet. Yeah, they do have uh, what looks like uh, like 10 locations uh, everywhere from Phoenix, San Francisco, Santa Monica, <laughs> Dallas, Denver, and then all the others are, are here on the East Coast, New York, Orlando, Miami. Yeah. So, yeah, and they're all, they're all called Hillstone. So, anyway, pre- yeah, I, I, I've always enjoyed Hillstone. It's just, or Houston. We still call it, everybody here in Miami still call it, calls it Houston's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the wine policy is great. Yeah. So, and I, I will say also now that we're mentioning that, uh, Mike Beltran, who's been on the podcast before a couple of times, uh, is a huge fan of Houston's, which always surprises me because he's such a such a food snob with yep. the being anti chain, and he's like, for him, Houston's is like a marvel of consistency and like having nailed the we're gonna deliver these like steakhouse type staple things great every time. Also, their burger is outrageously good no everything everything is yeah. great so uh i have as usual two recommendations a little segue into this mike beltran conversation uh last night i was at his restaurant Ariette in coconut grove which sidebar has a cigar menu so if you want to have a cigar after dinner and you're in town in miami this is one of the few places where you don't have to leave and they've basically taken msrp and rounded to the nearest dollar so pretty sweet deal for a yeah, restaurant cigar menu. Killed. exactly uh, and had the duck press. So this is one of uh, six, maybe seven, because I forget whether it was six before or after they entered the duck press arena. Uh, restaurants in the country where you can have a duck press experience. So it's like a 30 or 70 hour process of brining the duck and then they roast the whole duck. Then uh, at this point, it's just Mike. So the chef owner will come to your table and do a table side prep where they'll break down the duck, they go, they finish the two breasts on the wood grill, uh, and then the rest of the duck carcass goes into a press, uh, where it's pressed down, they squeeze out all the blood and marrow, and then they tableside make a sauce for the duck using all that stuff they just squeezed out of the rest of the carcass. It's three courses uh, that would very easily feed two people uh, for 130 bucks, which like table side with the head chef, Yeah, three courses, uh, it was... A creamed yuca. So if you're a fan of like, uh, sort of like a different take on like the scalloped potatoes or the cream po- the pota- cream potatoes that you might get at a lot of steakhouses or whatever. That was awesome. 
there's a, a duck tamal, which was great. That sounds awesome. How and sloppy? Like style how, how sloppy is the pressing when they start the? Well, you're not you're not seeing it. Oh, I thought they said no. The yeah, it's ta- yeah, you're seeing the pressing table side. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but no, it's not sloppy. Uh, like you thought they were blood and guts are splattered well, no, everywhere. So, so so everything they're pressing goes into a cylinder, and then it's pressed into the cylinder, and it comes out a little spout. Uh-huh. So they're pressing it all out into uh, a little cup, and then the in- stuff was previously already dressed and everything. It's not like like you got the guts. I mean, that's already been he taken said out. No, no, yeah, yeah. They're taking the guts and pre- they're. Pre- I mean, I'm sure like the dirty parts that you can't eat. Right. But yeah, like all the blood and marrow. So it's it's it, typically I don't know for sure. I can't say for sure whether this is the case here, but I think it would be. You're asphyxiating the duck, so you don't want all the blood out because you're using that to press it out and make sauce from all that. Uh, so you want all this stuff that you normally would be discarding. All that is being used for uh, oh, okay. for a sauce. I had, uh, yeah, I was I was off on that. Yeah, and a lot of other restaurants will press the whole duck, and then you'll be eating the duck breast after it's been pressed here. They're breaking it down, finish. They're touching the the duck one more time on the wood grill, and you're eating like a lot of the marrow and stuff that's come out of the the bone. Uh, Can you ask it for it to get pressed behind, like so you don't have to see it? You're not really seeing much of anything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very hidden. It's like all this stuff. It's like if you broke down a turkey or a chicken, and then you put the stuff into a like if it was at the bottom of this cup, and then what you're seeing is like the press coming down into the cylinder, and all you see is the sauce, all that stuff, the liquid coming out of a little spout. And then that gets used. They saute a sauce, you know, table side and all that. Because if they did it back in the kitchen, I would trust them, you know. You don't have to show me. <laughs> like, I, I know you did it. It's part of the thing, though. Okay. Uh, and then the dessert is, uh, in this case, it's a, uh, a French toast with a uh, tea ice cream, with tea from Jojo Teas, or our friend Mike's tea is in the ice cream, with a um, uh, duck fat caramel drizzled over it. So That sounds incredible. Anyway, pretty cool. My second recommendation uh, by the way, this is at Ariette, and you want to reserve it because they do at most tw- two of these a night. Uh, second recommendation, Marques Brownlee. Uh, first name, a- M-A-R-Q-U-E-S, uh, and then Brownlee, Brown, L-E-E. Uh, did his, He's a big time on YouTube. He's got an original show called Retro Tech, which I also recommend, especially if you want to feel old. Uh, I'm 32, and it makes me feel old because they'll have like, you know, a whole, it's a documentary series on old tech. But old means, like, they're showing a Walkman to people who've, like, literally never seen these before, except in, like, Stranger Things or something. Uh, but he did his uh, annual uh, smartphone awards. I know that sounds super geeky, but if you are anywhere near wanting to buy a smartphone, this guy has been doing this since he was, like, in high school uh, and has become a huge personality for his authoritative uh, and very thorough reviews. Uh, and I think this is probably a good thing to watch if you're anywhere near needing to buy a smartphone. It's... uh pretty cool informative thing uh so check that out and also if you're like check out his reviews if you're buying cameras or phones or laptops or whatever it's uh he's very useful so i believe he uh he lives in my uh my old neighborhood of hoboken new jersey oh yeah yeah nice so shout out to hoboken uh all right by the way did you see the video of uh eli manning and and daniel jones partying in hoboken after uh, the giants got a win i saw it yeah so, yeah, I mean, that, that bar wasn't called whatever it is now, Green Rock or something like that. It was called something else back then when I lived there. But it's in that touristy spot near the train. Anyway. That's the place. Do we want to say anything about the cigars? Because we sort of, like, neglected them for a while. But I'm in, mine has developed very nicely. Um, it's shed some of, like, the woodier notes. Uh, and it's, it's almost like taking on a chocolatey sort of character. No, I'm, I'm into it. I like this. I'm at. I'm really at the midway point now, so I'm at its thickest point, and those delicate notes that I was getting before have kind of been replaced by more of a of a pepper earth and and a more generic wood, uh, and then I'm sure it'll come back down a little bit as it as it goes to the. So that's underground shade. Mine was the sun grown, by the way. And how's that T52, Ivan? It's nice. I think the strength has come down a little bit, and yeah, the the wood has developed a little bit more, and the nut. It's nice. Good stuff. All right, so with that, Merry Christmas. You stole my T-52. Oh, baby. Uh, Rock, paper, scissors. You got to (laughs) practice. Prepare to die. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Prepare to die. We'll see you soon. Later. See you.